you've called movie phone and it's nerd rage the great debate Coming at you live from Nerd Rage HQ, you're listening to Nerd Rage, The Great Debates, the podcast with more issues than a Marvel summer crossover. I'm your host and moderator, Mark Abrigo, and today, Comedio HQ is filled to the brim with nerdy comedians looking forward to their favorite thing in 2019. So this is our Coming Attractions Tournament. This is part one. We've got uh, eight comedians here who are going to be talking about uh, the, the, the TV show or movie they're looking forward to the most in this new year. But before we get to our debaters, let's get some business out the way. Uh, Nerd Rage has a Patreon, y'all. Go and check out the uh, the show notes for the link. Throw us some of that New Year monies to keep us fully fed. Uh, but let's go ahead and start the tournament and get to our guests. Uh, this first debater, and I swear I'm not going to say anything bad about you this time. Apparently there's some sort of uh, running joke that I'm not aware of that I keep saying terrible shit to you whenever we do these things. Is it? Is it? You're the one who says it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, look, here. I just think that's very like inaccurate because I love you. You're one of my favorite people in oh. the world, especially on the show. He Thank was you. a uh, uh, he came out of his shell and was a superstar on the uh, Furcon show that we did. God, uh, you're so mean. I, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, how do you how do you sleep at night like a baby? Oh, there you uh, go. Everybody, give it up for Jordan Ramped. And Jordan, good sir, what uh, show or, or movie are you looking forward to in Oh, um, Amanda Bynes. She's making a comeback, so whatever she ends up in is what I'm representing. Did you read the memo that I sent out when it came to this particular episode? No. No, no. No, I didn't. Can I do Amanda Bynes? I, well, my other, that's up to Amanda Bynes. My, really, sir. My other, my, my other uh, choice was John Wick 3, so I would be happy to do this, but let, I would let you know right now that my heart is fully set on championing Amanda Bynes well, as, of as, our Lord 2019. <laughs> uh, I am the uh, head moderator for the uh, subreddit on Sydney White. Okay. Which is uh, perfect. Does anyone remember that Amanda yeah, Bynes movie? Okay, perfect. Well, uh, fine. We will do Amanda Bynes crossover, whatever that may be. Yeah, she's coming back in crossover. 2019. Is she? Oh, From yeah. drugs to acting. Excellent. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, going up against so Jordan. much more than that, actually. You'll oh, find I'll, out. I'll find out. <laughs> Here's the weird thing. How are you going to champion this if you don't know the project she may or may not be working Did on? Did you not read Will the profile? No, I didn't. <laughs> well, that's your fucking bad. Okay, then. fine. She's coming back. Now I remember telling or saying all this bad shit about you. Okay. <laughs> going up against Jordan in uh, this first round, uh, you might have heard her on our BoJack Horseman and uh, Rick and Morty debate. She also won clean with a really awesome partner in the Sherlock versus Batman episode. <laughs> Uh, she runs the Shame Cave comedy show at the Mission Hills Saloon. Everybody give it up for Annette Mullaney. And Annette, what are we going to be championing today? Uh, the Netflix movie Wine Country, which will be Amy Poehler's directorial debut. Nice. Nice. I take it you're a big Amy Poehler fan. Then. Big Amy Poehler fan. Excellent. Do you think you're confident uh, going up against what may or may not happen in the year 2019 <laughs> in Amanda Bynes' comeback? It's that. Schrodinger's binds. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be disqualification on a technicality because even if she were to get through it the filming approved, so of an entire priori, thing, I'm is gonna, it going to come out this calendar year? We'll find out. These projects? We can revisit it. At the end of the year? A year from now, we'll come back and I'll, I'll, I'll uh, concede my loss if Amanda Bynes <laughs> hasn't started anything. All right. Well, um, 
good to hear. We got Wine Country versus uh, this Phantom event that may or may not happen again in uh, 2019. Uh, we're going to go ahead and, and take a quick break first. Uh, make sure that, that Jordan's in the right state of mind before we actually start this off. So we'll catch you right here. Nerd Rage, The Great Debates. Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host SupDoc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said, SupDoc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at Subdoc Podcast. And we are back here on Nerd Rage, the great debates. We are doing our coming attractions tournament, and we've got uh, Annette Mullaney here talking about Wine Country, which is going to be premiering on Netflix when exactly? In 2019. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> and Jordan Ramps, who will be championing Amanda Bynes' comeback special, coming out when? 2019. <laughs> All right. So uh, because this is a tournament uh, setup, what we're going to be doing is we're going to give each debater two minutes to make their case and one minute to make their rebuttal. Now, uh, you guys, if you haven't heard the show before, uh, check it out, nerdragepodcast.com. Uh, you're going to hear some sound effects. Uh, when the debate starts, you will hear this. With 10 seconds left, you'll hear this. And theoretically, when they're done, you'll hear this. Now, only because I can't wait to to hear uh, what he has to say. We're going to start with Jordan first here. Jordan, you'll have two minutes to talk about Amanda Bynes' potential comeback special. Uh, and we are going to hear from you, sir, in three, two, and one. Well, uh, there's nothing potential about it, Mark. Um, <laughs> uh, about two weeks ago, Amanda Bynes was the cover profile for Paper Magazine, uh, announcing that she just finished up studying at a fashion institute in L.A. and is releasing a clothing line and is ready to get back into acting. Now, the difference between her and other cases, such as Lindsay Lohan or Lindsay Lohan, um, <laughs> I can't think of any other like actors who like had a breakdown and then try to come back. I mean, Mel Gibson, I guess. I'm not going to get into that, though. Anyway, <laughs> um, is that uh, Amanda Bynes has, you know, successfully revitalized herself as a person. You know, she stopped worrying about her public persona. She attended rehabilitation and uh, focused on herself and rebuilt herself. And now she's ready to make a comeback. And I think it's hard to understate how significant she was for me growing up as a comic personality and shows like All That and The Amanda Show, as well as the movie she was in, like Big fat liar and she's all that or she's the man which is a retelling of shakespeare's 12th night why are you looking at me like that steven yeah it's not it's not important uh but anyway um uh, under the assumption that she will be making a acting comeback in 2019 it's a big deal for all of us right because not only is it a return of a darling figure from our childhood but it's like 
a cathartic redemption story that doesn't have a sad ending that we're so used to in this hyper paparazzi publicized world where we watch people try to make comebacks. She's put in the work, you know, and I love Amy Poehler. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I think it would be more significant for Amanda Bynes to make a comeback and rejoin the public uh, discourse in a way that is redemptive than for Amy Poehler to churn out another kind of funny thing you know what i mean so i'm in full support of that anyway uh, i end this segment by saying i love amanda Bynes. i'm looking forward to what she's doing and uh check out her fashion line thank you very much (laughs) you know the only thing more surprising about how cogent that whole argument was is that you consider yourself a comic personality okay uh, oh shit i do say mean things i do i'm terrible I was like, I, I feel like I usually am pretty funny, but this one was coming from the heart. It's a different, it's a different approach, but I stand by it. Yeah, well, it shows. No laughs at all. It's the ties that, <laughs> it's the, the ties that binds. Delusion is often and the most And you're disqualified. <laughs> Only I make terrible puns here. Uh, well, we heard what uh, Jordan had to say. Annette Mullaney, you'll be talking about wine country, and we're going to hear from you in three, two, and one. Jordan, your faith is... Heartening. Uh, unfortunately, most delusion is. <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong. Like Amanda Bynes, I hope her the best, but I just feel like there might be some exploitation of mental illness going on in whatever project she does. People are going to follow it because it's a train wreck. Um, and like, I don't know, just the announcement of her career in paper magazine. That's two dead mediums right there. <laughs> it doesn't bode well. On the other hand, we have Amy Poehler's directorial debut in Wine Country, a movie that will be starring Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, Maya Rudolph, Amy Schumer, and so many other names, most of which are dope-ass bitches. Uh, This movie is about a bunch of friends taking a trip up to Napa Valley for a 50th birthday party, and as a bougie lady who likes to drink wine, I'm on fucking board. (laughs) Please tell me how to hilariously navigate my anxieties about getting older Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Uh, in addition, it's coming out on Netflix, which means I can watch this as many times as I want without wearing pants, which is how I prefer to engage with my comedy. Um, you know, people try to come back. What I love is that all of these women have held careers in Hollywood, despite its ageism against women, despite its sexism. And the entire time they've been fucking funny. They've been fucking dope. And, uh, this one's from the heart for me, too, because I want to believe that entering into comedy in my 30s was not a mistake. <laughs> uh, How much time is oh, there? I was going to say, if, if your case is done, Look, you can choose to drop I the I feel mic. like I just don't even need any more time to make this case. It makes itself. Excellent. All right. Well, looks like Annette is dropping the mic here. Thank you very much, Annette. Uh, Jordan, that's a whole lot that you're going to have to go up against Sisyphus. So let's see you push that stone up that hill. Uh <laughs> I really am mean to you, dude. I am so sorry. Jordan, you have one minute to make a rebuttal here, and we're going to figure out who's going to be moving on. So, Jordan, one minute on the clock. Tell us about Amanda Bynes in three, two, and one. Well, you know, as someone who works as a journalist in print mediums and as someone who's coming up on five years sober, I am personally offended by (laughs) everything you just said. Um, You know what I mean? That... I I wasn't aware that we were just going to be knocking down each other's hopes and dreams, but that's all right if that's the way you choose to go. Uh, In terms of the details about the movies you gave, I I think it's funny how you went through the list of people on the, the docket and you said Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, 
uh, Maya Rudolph, Amy Schumer, and a bunch of other people. I feel like that argument would have been better if you just left Amy Schumer off that list and let her Ooh. live in the bunch Ooh. of in the bunch of other dope ass people. Look, I understand that I'm going up against a sacred cow of comedy. Like I can't say it, make any jabs at Amy Poehler or Tina Fey in this, but I will say whatever uh, whatever movie this turns out to be, it's not going to be as good as Bridesmaid, and it's going to be the same ensemble cast that we've seen in multiple SNL sketches as well as other movies that Amy Poehler hasn't directed like Baby Mama which no one remembers but that oh I remember <laughs> um, anyway on top of that Amanda Bynes is a darling and I look forward to seeing her return there you go Jordan and I love how you successfully navigated around having to say the phrase dope ass bitches uh, <laughs> dope ass people you got yeah, very exactly. very nice very nice uh, Annette you have an, a minute to make your rebuttal against Jordan here and we're going to hear from you in three two and one <laughs> I didn't come to dash hopes and dreams. Uh, <laughs> as for journalism, I myself dabbled in journalism in pre-war Syria. So I know a little bit about dreams dying. <laughs> it's not a joke. That was my life. That was really <laughs> funny. <laughs> as is genocide. Uh, but you know what's not going to be genocide is wine country directed by Amy Poehler. <laughs> it's going to be a nice respite from the horrors of the world. Right. Like, I'm not going to claim that this movie will be the next Citizen Kane. It will make me laugh. It will make me love. And I'm going to drink so much wine while watching it because I'm eight years out of rehab. It's going to be amazing. Um, You know, I hope all the best for Amanda Bynes. I just wouldn't put all of my eggs in her shaky, shaky basket (laughs) is really what it comes down to. Jordan is going to tear up any second. I just now. really, I got to stop debating things I actually care about. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be funny when I'm actually emotionally invested in Amanda Bynes making a comeback. <laughs> well, the premise is that you were emotionally invested. All right. Uh, Annette, I take it that was, that was it for you. Uh, yes. Guys, we're going to see who's going to be moving on to the semifinals of this coming attractions tournament. Uh, all of our 50,000 people in uh, the studio audience today, where are you 50,000 strong? <laughs> Perfect. You are going to be detained. Hold on. Was that like a British uh, detective in the back there? Hello. Yes, we are here. All right. So um, if you want uh, Jordan and Amanda Bynes to move on, let's hear you. And if you want to give this to Amy Poehler's Wine Country. Wow. Restrained golf claps for both. (laughs) I, I will admit I did hear a little bit more uh, support for Amanda Bynes and her Holy recovery. Shit, are you Holy shit. I did. Oh come on! The comeback is happening. I don't even like. I'll admit it. She doesn't have anything announced. <laughs> I was just trying to pull a man for in and come out of left field. Well, this is the bed that you've made, Jordan. Oh, so yeah, I mean, I had no more arguments at this point. It's like I like wine and I like I think ladies. Next, <laughs> next next episode, I'm just gonna talk about how she's gonna be cast in John Wick three, and just <laughs> that so I can fold that into it. Well, uh, congrats, Jordan. You are gonna be moving on, good sir. Annette, oh. uh, it is. It'll be sad to see you go here. Uh, but is there anything you would like to plug before we get out of here? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ho underscore grammar. That's ho grammar, as in the lady. Programmer, uh, because for money I uh, work with computers and yay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Com- give it yeah. up for computers, yeah. everybody. Women in STEM field, let's do it. Uh, Women can be bad at comedy and programming, and I'm trying to prove it. <laughs> uh, Jordan, anything you want to say before we, uh, before you move on here? 
Oh yeah, um, you could follow me on Twitter. It's just Jordan Ranft. I think my my current like name is the uh, undisputed king of sweater weather. And so, <laughs> if anyone wants to come test the throne, you're more than welcome to. I uh, am a staff music writer for Into the Void magazine. I just wrote two thousand words about the Offspring's Americana, um, and uh, everyone on Reddit hates it. So come see what all the <laughs> Come see what all the hype is about. Besides that, that's about it. Excellent. Thank you, Jordan. All right, everybody. We are going to move on to the next part of this uh, of this tournament right after the break. Friday, 5 o'clock. It's the time we shed our figurative corporate skin, cash the check, and enjoy the fruits of our labor and what will surely be the greatest weekend ever. Unless those fruits are out of season and which case we'll have to settle for stone text to past lovers and binge-watching our favorite guilty pleasures while consuming an entire sleeve of peanut butter cookies. Why not join me for a break from it all on Thaddeus Ellenberg's Casual Friday? Every other Friday, I'll bring you stories like a P.I. investigating a legendary lake monster's infidelity or a leisurely tour through the hundred-year history of an epic cycling race in the Deep South or even a trip along the ecliptic in a humorous study of astrology. All this and more on Thaddeus Ellenberg's Casual Friday. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, and your favorite podcast app, or at tecasualfriday.com. We are back here on Nerd Rage, the Great Debates Coming Attractions Tournament, and we've got two more debaters coming to the fold here. Uh, we have El Capitan of Comedio. He's one of my favorite screenwriters regarding uh, movies that have to do with Vampire Street Racers. Give it up for Stephen Koo! And Stephen, uh, oh, Captain, my captain, what are we going to be uh, championing today, sir? 2019 will be known as the year that Detective Pikachu came out and changed, <laughs> done changed the game. I am not surprised that we're going with Detective Pikachu. You are a big Pokemon guy, right? I think. Actually, no, not really. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a detective guy than a Pikachu guy, but that's why I'm more excited about this movie. Which has surprised me why you didn't go with Pikachu as opposed to, like, you went with Batman instead in that one uh, episode we did where Annette and I defeated you and Jacob. I don't recall that ever happened. <laughs> right. Uh, and, sir, you are going to be going up against the Zaddy himself with a with a steam... What is that coming out of you your beer stein? You into his stein. Did you vape into your beer stein? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm turning into uh, I'm turning it into horchata. It looks okay. like some sort of insane Patronus. <laughs> <laughs> Your Patronus is alcoholism. All right. Uh, give it up for Mike Manfred, ladies and gentlemen. And Mike, what are we going to be talking about today? Uh, for the upcoming year of 2019, I will be arguing for 2077. What? Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. A video game by CG... CD Project Red coming out. The Did creators you, of The Witcher. Did no one read the memo? I thought it was just video or uh, TV shows and movies. No, it's okay. everything. everything. I'm sorry, but have okay. you heard the recent news how video games has surpassed uh, movies and TV as the number one grossing uh, form of entertainment? No kidding. And they they hire writers. They hire you know actors. It's, they're basically movies or TV shows, nice. but you get to play in them, so they're interactive okay. and 
stimulate your brain. Well, I shouldn't be too surprised because I was a big fan of The Witcher 3 specifically. So CD Projekt Red doing a first-person shooter in cyberpunk, I am in heaven. So uh, not that I'm We pulling, can end the episode right here. I was going to say, not that I'm pulling for anybody in particular, Mike, uh, but we're going to go ahead and get into this debate. Stephen, are you ready to go first? Yes. All right, sir. You are going to be talking about whatever isn't CD Projekt Red's uh, cyberpunk 2077. I think it was Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu. Goddamn right. We're going to hear from you, sir. Got him. In- in three, two, and one. We are approaching, and I don't know if you guys know this, but I want to give you guys a warning because we are, in fact, approaching the renaissance of digital animal violence <laughs> on the big screen. Now, let me tell you, um, I grew up in a time many, many years ago where animals, thankfully, were not allowed to be harmed in any making of a film. But we've finally reached a point in uh, computer graphics where we're having very convincing looking animals that are, in fact, just CGI. And now, since they're not real animals, they can beat the shit out of each other. And I'm very, very, very excited about that. Let me tell you, 2016, Warcraft, the movie, comes out. Nothing special about this movie. It's very schlocky, bad fantasy. But there was one scene in particular that just blew my mind and opened the doors. And that is, at one point in Warcraft the movie, an orc grabs a horse by the legs and throws that horse into a crowd of people. And that is something we've never been able to see before on the screen. And that was just the beginning. Now, (laughs) now, Detective Pikachu's coming out and we have realistic-looking animals that can that we can just generate them just beating the shit out of each other. I'm expecting... I mean, you've seen the trailer. It's like a cyber... That's a cyberpunk look that we've got in Detective Pikachu. We've got, like, Pacific Rim, dark fluorescent lights and stuff. We're about to see some amazing animal violence that we have never, ever seen before on the big screen. We are... Oh, and 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 and, and there's also going to be talking animals. That's great. That's fine. Who doesn't hate, Who doesn't love talking animals? We have uh, talking animals that solve mysteries, voiced by Ryan Reynolds... And, uh, yeah, we're going to see animals beat the shit out of each other and shoot fire out of their mouths. And it's going to look realistic. And that's going to be amazing. And nothing you can do. What? Cyberpunk 2077? Oh, oh, wow. Cyberpunk. That's something I've never seen before. Just like Pokemon. Never seen that before. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, you wait your turn. (laughs) All right. Stephen Koo, advocate for animal cruelty and president of the Michael Vick fan club here. We're in a renaissance of animal cruelty. It's going to be amazing. And you are way too happy about this. Mike Manfrin, Big Zaddy himself, uh, you will have two minutes on the clock to talk about Cyberpunk 2077 in three, two, and one. So to talk about Cyberpunk 2077, I have to introduce the company that makes it, CD Projekt Red. They are a group of programmers in Poland who got started in the demo scene. They, they created these four kilobyte files that produced as much video as they could. These are like, you can go on YouTube and search for 4K demo scene and see these amazing videos that 4,000 lines, or not even 4,000 lines, 4,000 characters of code create. These are people who crafted their skill in the early days of the internet to produce art. And they made success by, by creating a game called The Witcher and by creating a DRM-free store called Good Old Games. They are a company of people who their beginnings and their essence is in video games. And they're creating a AAA title in an era of over-commercialization of AAA titles by companies like Bethesda putting out a piece of shit game called Fallout 76. What we need right now is a company that has the ethics and motivation to create actual art that we can play. And Cyberpunk 2077, while it's not out yet 
makes me so fucking hopeful, guys. I am so excited to play this game. It's it's an open world cyberpunk game where you can do anything. It's first person shooter, but it's also like go out and do quests, you know, do whatever you want. Like it, it is the future that you know a sci-fi nerd like me wants to live in and I get to play it in this game by a company that is ethically great and puts out good content and is not just another iteration of an IP that a company is pushing every cent out that they can get like Pokemon. Cyberpunk is not about animal fighting. It is not. (laughs) (laughs) Then that's why it will fail. Right, because it's, it's it's not another money grab by a giant corporation just trying to squeeze every cent out of their rent-taking serfdom. You know, for a second there, Mike, I thought you were going to say, it makes me so fucking hard. I thought that's what, and then you said hopeful, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, there's so many emotions going on in this. Thank you very much. All right, uh, Stephen, you heard what he had to say. We're going to give you a minute to make your rebuttal in three, two, and one. I heard what Mike had to say, and I didn't listen to any of it. Because <laughs> when he hits a certain... <laughs> he, he no one does. Cer- That's why I always lose. He has a certain cadence in his voice that just makes me tune out. So I'm just going to talk more about Detective Pikachu. And I'm going to introduce a, a couple of arguments that were brought up in a previous episode, I believe, uh, involving a certain Sherlock Holmes. Because you'll notice that Detective Pikachu wears a Sherlock Holmes hat. And we do not know what this Detective Pikachu movie does and does not have. So I'm going to talk to you guys about hope. I'm going to talk to you guys about the potential of the Detective Pikachu movie and the parallels with Sherlock Holmes. Now, he's wearing a Sherlock Holmes hat, so we know that he's Sherlock Holmes inspired. What else do we know? Does Detective Pikachu do opium? Maybe. We don't know. (laughs) It's a pretty dark looking movie. Is Detective Pikachu as racist as Sherlock Holmes? Maybe. We don't know. That would be weird. <laughs> he was created by Japanese people, but Japanese people aren't a huge fan of the Chinese people either. So maybe. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I can't tell if that's a good thing or not when I get a mortified Jesus Christ from our audience of 6,000 people. But Detective Pikachu, think of all the things that could happen. Okay. Great point, Stephen. Little left field. Uh, The best part of that argument was adding more credence to the fact that Sherlock Holmes is indeed better than Batman. So, uh, Mike, that was Stephen with his Pikachu might be racist, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Mike, you have a minute on the clock. Let's hear from you, sir. In three, two, and one. Think about all that it could be in 2019 and in 2020 and 2021 and in every fucking year after that because Pokemon is such a huge IP that they have to put out new content every fucking year to make their billions in it. It is rent-taking on a modern scale. They are using this IP to extract money from the masses. Last year or a couple years ago was Pokemon Go. And you know what? I I say this as as a kid who is so fanatical about the original 152, and it's actually 152 because I count Missing No as an actual Pokemon. I remember that glitch. I fucking loved it. I was a Pokemon Blue player. Uh, But it's, it's... it's been Disney-fied. It has become this massive corporation where all they do is churn out new products because they know that people are just going to lap it up. They're going to give them all their fucking money to get more Pokemon. There's like 600 fucking whatever Pokemon. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, I'm, I'm happy that there's a movie, sure, but I'm not happy about the fact that there's going to be a 2 and a 3 and a 4 and an extended universe because I don't give a fucking shit about it. It's another Marvel. I'm so sick of it. I want new IP. This is a triple... Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is a brand new IP 
with a triple A budget behind it. I'm so fucking excited for it, guys. How many animals are going to be fighting it? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because you mentioned like the products that are going to come out. There will no doubt be sequels to this. So I'm imagining Detective uh, Pikachu, uh, uh, D- Detective Freakachu. Uh, I, I, I was going to say, like, honestly, when he was describing this weird dystopian where I have to keep like paying money to see more Pokemon, I was like, that sounds perfect to me. <laughs> that sounds like, I don't that sounds see like what he's got All right. Uh, for folks out there, uh, we are going to be determining who is going to be moving on to face uh, Jordan. Uh, with his Amanda bike, I already started laughing because I remember the bye round. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Bynes round. Bynes round. Bynes round. The round. All right. So, if you want to give it to Stephen Koo and Detective Pikachu, let's hear ya. Oh, <laughs> yes. And if you want to give it to Mike Manfred in Cyberpunk 2077, oh come on! Is there an audience? There, yes, and they're all uh, playing Pokemon Go right now. <laughs> so uh, that is going to be going to you, Mike Manfred. I don't know why you're so disappointed. <laughs> I, I feel like I won a, a heartless battle here. There's no, there's no. Uh, you mean like a cyberpunk dystopia? <laughs> <laughs> How very thematic. <laughs> How fitting. Well, uh, take this time, sir, to get your notes ready because you, Mike Manfred, are going to be going up against Jordan Ramp as he Ooh. talks about Amanda Bynes. It's the battle of the beards. It's the battle of the vaping. It's the battle of the guys with, I don't, I don't know how this is going to go. Planet of the vapes. <laughs> Stop. Uh, Steven, sir, what do you want to plug before you get out of here? Nothing. You all betrayed me. <laughs> I've never felt more betrayed. Am I the only one who's excited about fictional animal violence? Oh, God. I got to stop talking. I sound like so, this is all things that are going to sound awful on my tombstone. That's it. That's it. That's it. Favorite soundbite of that show goes to that. Uh, Mike, sir, what do you want to plug? I, I don't, I'm still in shock. I, I, am, I have the second worst win rate in Comedio. Uh <laughs> Oh well, Tiramari, because the the only the only episode that he yeah, quote won, it doesn't exist. There's no recording of it. Uh, right. Uh, Twenty seventy seven is like Tiramari's win rate. <laughs> <laughs> and and in in the uh, the top echelon of winners, it's like Dave, Stephen, and and Christy, and I. I don't know who is first. Well, this might be your chance, sir, to redeem yourself, okay? (laughs) I I am the underdog. All right. Well, get ready for that one in our semis, everybody. But we're going to move on to the uh, next part of this first round after the break. Hey, Wilder. I heard you have a new podcast. What's that all about? Where'd you hear that from? Me, because I'm on it, too. No way. (laughs) Let's start again, and we will start again, because that was bad. Oh, hey, Wilder. How you doing? Heard you got a new podcast. Why don't you tell me all about it in like 45 seconds? It's a show where me and coincidentally you also, we watch uh, Battlestar Galactica for the first time, but in reverse chronological order and try to figure out what the hell the show's about. Great. That sounds so dumb. Some people might ask, do I need to know anything about Battlestar to like or understand this show? Depends. That's no good. We don't... If you like the show, you might like listening to us try to figure it out. If you've never seen the show, you might like listening to us anyways. No! Bad! Hey, Jesse McGrath, it's Wilder Shaw. What's, what are you wearing? Are you <laughs> sorry, kidding? Sorry. Are you You're the one that has something to do. It's called Backward Star Galactica. Give it a listen or else. It is the third part 
of uh, of round one as we get into uh, more of the uh, coming attractions tournament here at Nerd Rage of Great Debates. We have two new debaters who are uh, entering the arena, as it were. Your first debater did a wonderful job hosting on one of my personal favorite episodes, Batman versus Sherlock Holmes. And uh, everybody, he might have had a joke made about him concerning his win rate, but it's not about wins. It's about uh, one's heart. And there's no heart more pure. Shut up, Jordan. <laughs> there's no heart more pure in Comedio than Tiramari Jothi. Tiramari, how are you? Uh, thank you very much, Mark. My heart is pure and ready to be detainted. <laughs> Excellent way to start that off. All right. Well, uh, Tiramari, what are you going to be championing in this I'm tournament? I'm going sir? to be repping the new Hellboy film coming out next year. Were you a big Hellboy fan? I, I'm actually a pretty huge Hellboy fan, no yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm just really into the, the whole aesthetic. I like just like creepy, you know, monsters and supernatural shit and blowing them up. Which is kind of, I, I think I just described the whole comic book. <laughs> When's that movie coming out, by the way? Uh, good question. <laughs> Sometime in 2019. I don't think it's actually been announced yet. Yeah. Some, uh, right around the time of Amanda Bynes' comeback Oh, actually, special. April 12th. April 12th. She's actually in Hellboy. No. She's not <laughs> yeah. in Hellboy, yeah. Jordan. Uh, you're going to be going up against a, a newcomer to Nerd Rage, The Great Debate, so everybody make sure you clap for her very, uh, very proudly here. She hosts Resistance is Fertile in the Mission District every third Monday at the right spot. Everybody give it up for Geneva Rust Orda. <laughs> Now, Geneva, you've seen how this show has been going so far. Are you frightened yet? Oh, what you do? You, do you regret coming here to Nerd Rage HQ? I think I've surpassed fright, and now I'm just numb. Okay, perfect. That's exactly what we want to hear from our newcomers. Anyway, uh, you are going to be championing something here that I didn't see coming a mile away. What are we talking about? I'm championing Adam's Family 2019 animated 3D feature. Uh, who's putting that out? Do we know? Is that that's not a Pixar MGM thing? MGMX. M- MGs. MGMT. That's M- it. Yep. Right? <laughs> um, well, that uh, that one I didn't see coming, but um, I take it you were a fan of the original Adams Family movies? Yes, and original cartoons. Oh, I didn't even realize they had an original cartoon. Okay, so, Tiramari, we're going up against a super fan here. That's true. Do you find yourself nervous at all? Uh, I mean, you mean always? Because yes. Okay. <laughs> I forgot who I was <laughs> talking to. Life, yeah. Uh, Tiramari, <laughs> sir, we're going to be starting with you. You will have two minutes to make your case, and we're going to hear from you, sir, in three Two and one. Well, yeah, I mean, everyone knows about the Hellboy film franchise. Uh, it's a popular title. It's a really cool story. All of those things are true. Guillermo del Toro did a fantastic job with the second Hellboy film. Uh, the character just has a lot of versatility. But really what I want to talk about is who's playing Hellboy. And this is, I think, the reason why everyone's so pumped. Uh, the sheriff from Stranger Things, David Harbour. Yes. The, the Mike Manfred of Stranger Things, I'd say. Ooh, what a lofty <laughs> yeah. claim. Yeah, he will be playing Hellboy, and everyone is ready for Daddy Sheriff to be Daddy Hellboy. Uh, Zaddy Sheriff. Yes, thank you for correcting me. (laughs) That is important that we keep embarrassing Mike on this episode. Uh... But yes, uh, people are really excited. He's been he's gotten like super into it. He's apparently just read everything he could, and now he just texts Mike Mignola all the time with questions about the character. Uh, so I think he's really committed. I think he's going to bring a really really good stuff. Uh, we also have uh, we have a lot of fun characters. We got Merlin for no fucking reason. Uh, it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be a tale of medieval monsters, and that's always fun. Probably a better job than Fantastic Beasts, if I'm being honest. Uh, and then also we have Ben Daimyo, one of my favorite characters in the Hellboy series. He is a Asian American military service member who gets possessed by a South American Jaguar spirit. So basically Trump's worst nightmare. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he's getting played. He's being played 
by an Asian guy because a white guy was gonna play him, and everyone was like, "Well, that's dumb." And then, but b- b- no one saw this coming. The white guy actually stepped out <laughs> and gave his role to an Asian dude, Daniel Day Kim himself. Well, like Daniel Bay Kim. Yes. Thank you, Mark. No problem. Uh, yeah, Daniel Bay Kim will be uh, playing Ben Daimyo, and uh, it's gonna be fucking great. Uh, it's 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 a rated R film uh, because people uh, in the movie industry don't know how to fucking make. Uh, surprising movies and so they thought rated R comic book movies wouldn't work and then Deadpool came out and so I think we know that a rated R Hellboy film is going to blow your goddamn socks off Right, and thank you for bringing up the whole thing about Ben Damia because interesting connection to Deadpool the movie mm-hmm. uh, the actor who plays uh, Francis I think so the, the the antagonist of Deadpool right. was the actor who was cast as Ben Damio. Oh, and Ed Skrine I believe his name he was the original um, right he was he was in Game of Thrones as Dario, and then he stepped down oh, um, to do that, not for any racial reasons. But uh, he was very clear. He said, you know, if this was meant for an Asian actor, I have no problem stepping down. So mm. big ups to you, Ed Skrine. Thank you very much for that, because yeah. Daniel Bay Kim, outside of uh, Lost and my, I think it was Hawaii Five-0, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'd love to see him more on the screen. Now, uh, Geneva, we're going to go to you real quick. You were talking the Adams Family animated movie coming out this year. Uh, we got two minutes on the clock for you, and we're going to hear from you in three, two, and one. Okay, first of all, I don't have enough faith in rich white men to say that (laughs) just because he stepped down, that means there's something wrong with the script and he doesn't want to do it. Uh, I don't think that we're that far along in history. And uh, the Adams Family has held up since 1938 when it first came out as a cartoon. It's proved itself as timeless. And it's directed by one of the directors from Shrek 2 who understands that women can be trolls and it features (laughs) a bunch of super ugly characters like the the animation they look awful which you don't usually see in animated films and the mom morticia she's like a sexy other mother from Coraline, so we get to give the other mother some time to be a goddess and then we've got the voice of Bette Midler as the grandma. We've got uh, the crazy mom from American Beauty is the bad guy. And she's going to come in and be in a, a dystopian family story that doesn't have a pedophile acting opposite her. Um, then we've got... What? it's cu- Oh, Sorry, that was a long loop. It's uh, it's celebrating Halloween. We don't like Halloween enough. Kids don't like Halloween enough. We need to keep it alive. Tim Burton's given up. He's never going to make another Nightmare Before Christmas. So this is our chance to keep a subversive story alive where women get to be gross. And uh, we got, what else? Um, then Nick Kroll is in it. Uh, Inside Lewin Davis is in it. The voices are so good. I know the drawings are better, though. And it should be drawn because it started out as a cartoon. Boom. That's going to be it, Geneva. Excellent first shot there. Thank you very much, Geneva. Uh, you heard what Geneva had to say, Tiramari. Are you ready to combat the gross women argument? You ready to go, Tiramari? Well, <laughs> it's a good one. It was I'll, a good one. I'll, I'll figure it out. Let's see how progressive <laughs> Hellboy is. We're going to hear yeah. from you in three, two, and one. <laughs> 
Well, uh, here's the thing: is that uh, the Adams family does kind of exist in a, in a similar headspace where they like they have the paranormal, they have all this like dark and creepy uh, references and, and all all the things of the underworld. Uh, but I don't really want this like sort of PG approach to to all of that kind of stuff. That stuff is spooky. That stuff is scary. And I think Hellboy. Uh, will become a Hellman in this film uh, with a rate with a with an R rating. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he'll become just like the mayonnaise and uh, rich and complex and full of depth. I don't know. I've never actually had that mayonnaise. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to make a comparison there. Complex but, uh, mayonnaise. And, and an animated film might be fun for digital animal violence that Steven keeps looking for. But like, <laughs> I think there's a lot of potential. Which showing people how raw the Hellboy universe can be. I, I think there's going to be a lot of fun to be had. I, I want to see Hellboy stab a dragon in the head with Arthur's sword. That's really all I want to see. And from the posters, it looks like that's definitely going to happen. Uh, it's going to be a lot of uh, great just, just fantasy fun with a demon who just wants to kind of be a person and be left alone. And that's, that's something that I think we can all appreciate as nerds. Right. <laughs> to... to- what was that last part? Hold on. We I'm just... asking everyone to leave me alone. Got it. There we go. Just yeah. want to make sure. I was at All a party right. last night, and then I played Super Tra- Smash Brothers in the corner uh, the mm-hmm. whole time. Oh, yeah. well, look at you with that slight little... Uh, to everybody, uh, uh here uh, co-hosts Super Trash Brothers, ladies and gentlemen. That's true. That's very, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's see here. Uh, Geneva, you heard what Tiramari here had to say. Uh, hopefully, you've got uh, some secret weapons there, and we're going to hear from you. One minute on the clock, Will, in three, two, and one. Yeah, so nerds should be very happy also because the voice of Pugsley is going to be Mike from Stranger Things. I don't know what that means. (laughs) What? Hell... Back to Hellboy. Uh, so Hellboy is based on... It's a huge franchise. They've sold out. They've made too much money on it. It has too much attention. So they're going to make it really shitty. And then it's also based on the Christian narrative of hell. So it's got all of these kids who are afraid of getting boils if they lie. And so we're not, we're not entering from a pagan perspective. It's too funded by conservative men in Hollywood and uh, I also think that there aren't enough succubi in the plot line. I don't know of any evil (laughs) women that are going around and I don't know whipping whoever did whatever. I don't know the plot. Uh, The the main villain is called the Blood Queen. Well (laughs) I hate periods. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just... <laughs> I didn't know if the whole secret weapon bit was going to come to fruition, and the I hate periods line might be one of my favorite lines ever said here on Nerd Ridge, The Great Debates. Uh, what a repost. That was good stuff, Geneva. Okay, uh, guys, we heard what Geneva and Tiramari had to say. You guys are going to be helping determine who is going to be moving on into the semifinals here. So if you want to give it to Tiramari and the Hellboy reboot, let's hear ya. <laughs> Chest slaps from Jordan Ramp, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and if you want to give it to Geneva Rust Orta and the Adams Family reboot, let's hear you. Got chest slaps and snappy fingers. Yeah, hey, look at you. I'm surprised no one busted out with the MC Hammer like parachute pants. There you go. All right, uh, Geneva. It seems like you're going to be moving on here. Tier Mari, is there anything you want to plug before uh, before you? Exit? Uh, well, I think by the time this episode comes out, I will have closed the play, uh, but I might be in another play in March. Uh, 
So that look out for that. Uh, <laughs> uh, my name is Tiramari. You can find me on all social media as Tiramari, T-I-R-U-M-A-R-I. Uh, put an O at the end for Instagram. And uh, check out Super Trash Bros. We're bringing our new show, Iron Gamer, to Piano Fight in February. Nice. Okay. Yep. Uh, and this play that you may or may not be in in yes. March, it yep. may or may not also be starring Amanda Bynes, correct? <laughs> you know, weirdly enough, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hey, a man. live stage version of all that. You <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> and it somehow got Keenan for It's really crazy. That's nuts. Yeah. Uh, Geneva, you were going to be moving on. Anything you want to plug before we get out of here and move on? Resistance is Fertile is going to be an SF Sketchfest uh, in January. So check it out. Yes. And I think by the time this show has come out, Sketchfest will have passed. So hopefully you went, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's a really good show. I'm saying it out there for posterity. Okay. Uh, guys, we're going to be. Great. We're, <laughs> we're going move, to move on to the final part of round one of this coming attractions tournament after the break. And now the last part of round one in our coming attractions tournament at Nerd Rage, the Great Debates. We are bringing back some perennial all-stars from the Comedio crew here, one of whom, uh, she runs a show called The Mermaid Show, and it is back in San Francisco. Uh, everybody give it up for Christy Ono. Yay, thank you. And Christy, what are we going to be bringing to the table here? Uh... Star Trek. Uh, all things Star Trek. Coming back or a renaissance that is actually happening. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, Amanda Bynes. Uh, there is <laughs> Amanda a here. She has no yay! plans, so she's about to be here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's tons of things coming out for Star Trek. Uh, there is uh, season two of Disco. Uh, I'm sorry? Uh, Discovery. Oh, that's sorry. What, is that what the cool what kids the, call it? That's what the kids Star call Trek and, Disco? Yeah, Discovery is a disco. Okay. Um, also, there are... Uh, a bunch of uh, Patrick Stewart stuff's coming out, and mm-hmm. uh, I think there's a movie. I don't know. Chris Pine looks like he got hurt. Who knows? Mm. Um, wait a second. So with Picard coming back, is this going to be a sequel to TNG? Is he? Do we know any story details about what's going on with that? I don't. It's, it's a prequel. He's going to play himself, but in his twenties, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, like not- Wet Hot American Summer, first day of camp. <laughs> Um, excellent. But I, I take it. I mean, if, for those that don't know, Christy's probably the biggest Trekkie that we have at Comedio, and I'm sure she's going to be bringing a lot of passion and emotion. Yes. Thankfully, you're not going up against Wonder Dave, so he won't be going. Or Thank I, God. I assume that your opponent will not be going for very personal attacks yeah. this time around. <laughs> but we'll see. Because your opponent, uh, f- I was going to say, uh, we haven't established yet whether he's been underseas or overseas in the last couple. Uh, well, like, my cabin was technically below sea level. There we go. Yeah. So underseas, underseas. ladies and gentlemen. He yeah. is, he is uh, Nerd Rage and, and Comedio's own personal Aquaman, just without the <laughs> Jason Momoa essence, which I don't think anybody has. Uh, everybody give it up for Jacob Rubin. Hey, thank hey. you. Thank you. I do look the most like Jason Momoa of anyone else in this room. Thank you. That <laughs> is True. As I look around. <laughs> uh, Jake, this is, is funny. I, I We were talking earlier off mic, and I realized that, and I don't know how this is going to work, but I think we are arch nemeses in terms of the radio voices. So now sure. when I talk to you, I, t- I try to bring it back up right. a little bit more. So, Or you're going to have to bring it a lot harder, my man. Hey, don't worry. But it's like when Star-Lord was doing that shit in Infinity War, <laughs> and he was just like, what do you mean I always talk like this? <laughs> so, Jacob Rubin, uh, yes. what are you going to be bringing to the table? Uh, I am uh, both ironically and unironically excited about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Well, that's an instant loss from Jacob yeah. Rubin. <laughs> uh, now, uh, Jacob... You brought that up. I don't know if that was a joke sure. at first, 
But then, as you mentioned off mic, you were like, oh, it looks like everybody else is doing something kind of personal and cool. To well, them, right? what, so I, I, now that we've gone through, now that the entire episode has been revealed, we know everyone's topics, I can say like, yeah, I thought it was interesting that nobody took Avengers or Star Wars or like, I don't know, football. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How many O's were in that? Foot? <laughs> The Super Bowl is always happening every year. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, we everyone kind of went off that. Like, I have never heard of Cyberpunk. What was it? Twenty twenty uh, something. Okay. Uh, or and like or uh, the Adam Sandler movie. I didn't know that was out. So people kind of went with more offbeat, unique, personal stuff. And I think that's really cool. And uh, I went with Sonic the Hedgehog, not realizing that it would be the most mainstream pick of this entire. <laughs> except maybe maybe Detective Pikachu, but like even that. You saw that trailer. That shit's weird looking. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, I think this has been a really cool uh I, I feel like we're kind of all like promoting the various things mm-hmm. like people are gonna listen to this and be like oh i didn't know that was happening so that's kind of neat that we're all plugging hellboy or whatever that's right that's yeah. because we're comedian we've got our fingers on the pulse of all things geeky here. and also they're all paying us right <laughs> <laughs> uh so we're gonna go ahead and get started you guys know how this, this episode works. brought to you by amanda Bynes, <laughs> sega <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, uh Whatever, what company makes Pokemon? Is are they owned by Nintendo? No shit, they're thought, their own company. They're not, they're not called Game Freak anymore. There's also the Pokemon Company. Oh, okay. Jesus. Okay. Well, <laughs> that must have been a short meeting. What are we going to call this company? Pokemon <laughs> Company. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and get started. Christy Ono, you will have two minutes to make your case about all things Star Trek, and we're going to hear from you in three, two, and one. Hello. Star Trek is the best. It is uh, enjoying a very nice renaissance, if you will. It's coming back in a big way. Uh, so this is going to be just all me being excited about Star Trek because I go no spoilers. And so I read up on nothing upcoming for um, any of the things. But I do know uh, Sir Patrick Stewart will be returning as uh, everyone's favorite captain, um, Captain Picard. No one knows what they're doing yet, uh, or I don't. Uh, I am hoping that it's going to be a neat animated series. That would be fun, right? That would get a lo- around a lot of, um, you know, the stuff about him being pretty old and not being able to do things. Uh, Star Trek Discovery, I'm really excited about. Season 2, I just I just want to see what they're going to do. I don't know if you saw season 1, but it was fucking amazing, guys. Um, this, uh, man, I'm just going to nerd out about this. Again, too many feelings. Ugh, that's okay. Um, yeah, it's very emotional. It brings out weird things that I am un- incapable of dealing with. So uh, there was a lot of great representation in Star Trek Discovery, and I'm really excited to have uh, Michael Burnham, which is she's a beautiful uh, black female uh, protagonist. And also fucking what's her name? Michelle Yao uh, was a captain. Badass. So great. They made her fight. They did a great fight scene. And OK, um, just getting excited again. Oh, man. Uh well, well, here's something. I haven't cared about Sonic the Hedgehog in years. <laughs> I do not believe Sega as a game system exists anymore. Do they make? Do they only make Sonic the Hedgehog memorabilia at this point <laughs> for nostalgia factors? They make like keychains. Yeah. <laughs> do they spin? I know the kids like the yeah. spinny things now. Um, I'm also just super excited about finding other people who are excited about Star Trek again. And the reboots, they're fine. Leave them alone. All right, that's it. Nice. Well-timed and everything. Sonic the Hedgehog, the original fidget spinner. Right. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I deserve that noise. Thank you. <laughs> I did a little searching over here on the uh, the old internets about the new Picard show. 
And apparently it's going to focus on not an Earth colony, but some sort of a you know, human established economy on some planet where he is actually going to be the head of um, a boarding school for kids with powers. It's going to be great. Don't do oh, that. Oh, God. Come on. It'll be great. I really hate that my brain went, oh, that kind of sounds like the X-Men. <laughs> I really hate that. Yeah. Well, I did it. Have yeah. fun. All right. So uh, now talking about someone who can move their legs, we're talking uh, oh Sonic God. the Hedgehog. Yeah. Feel bad about <laughs> Professor Xavier, a fictional character. Get over it, dorks. <laughs> Jacob, you're going to be talking about everyone's favorite Jaleel White-voiced protagonist. I was going to do mention that as a bit. Well, damn it. Hey, man. You could still do it. All right. No yeah, one knows I probably who Jaleel will. White is. All right, everybody. Uh, Jacob Rubin, you'll be talking about Sonic the Hedgehog and his movie. Does it have a title, by the way? It's just, I think it's just Sonic the Hedgehog. Nice. Talking yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog in three, two, and one. So if you, if you pay attention to the, the mainstream movie landscape these days, you'll see that basically every property is just getting the movie. Like, we're just we're eventually leading to whatever the hell this thing is, the movie. We had the Lego movie, which everyone thought would be garbage and ended up being, like, really great. And very and various other things. Warcraft, the movie. There was, Warcraft was an incredibly successful franchise and a very bad movie. But, that you know, <laughs> it still got the movie. So now we're just... What Hollywood's doing is finding established properties and just saying, all right, let's make the movie of this thing. And Sonic the Hedgehog is a logic... It was, for a while, the, he was the biggest video game character in the world for a brief period in the 90s he completely out, out selling everybody um, he's got games on multiple platforms most of which you can't buy anymore uh, remember the Dreamcast that was great but yes. the new yeah the Dreamcast was a great system and their own business failings is why it failed however uh, but Sonic what they're doing with this premise so first of all he's being voiced by Ben Schwartz who played John Ralphio on Parks and Recreation this is true he's being voiced by Ben Schwartz and I think that's fantastic casting they can still have a cameo by Jaleel White who was the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog on the very popular animated series who also played Urkel uh, you know, I think it'd be great to give him a cameo in some capacity. Maybe play Sonic's dad. Who knows? Uh, but yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I and I and it's, it's going to be live action because that's what the, all, they're all doing these live action movies. And they haven't released what Sonic looks like yet. We've, there's been a rumor image bouncing around that looks pretty fine, I guess. <laughs> They, but he's going to be it's going to be in a world with humans similar to De- Detective Pikachu, I guess. So uh, and one of these humans is Dr. Robotnik, who's going to be played by Jim Carrey. They just oh, and Jim Carrey, as we all know, is a master of the subtle and understated. <laughs> <laughs> so we bring a very low key Robotnik who all he wants to do is live his life and put animals in robots. Uh, that's, why does he do that? No one knows. Why do they need ro- animals to power them? I think they're just a prison. So but no, I think uh, this movie could be either fun and like entertaining and kid friendly but lots of shout outs or a hot mess like the last airbender movie then we get drunk and make fun of it and like do screenings where we call shit out like rocky horror i think it'll be fun also excellently well timed thank you very much jake now uh, are you also an advocate for animal on animal violence as stephen Koo is well the, if you watch sonic the hedgehog you'll find that he fights very few other animals he did fight knuckles mm-hmm. um but mostly he's fighting robots like samurai jack and if anything, you could argue that he's not fighting these animals and the robots. He's freeing his friends. Exactly. When he breaks a robot, a little animal comes out. And when I was a kid, I had never played. Well, the first time I played a Sonic game, I saw the animal come out. And I was like, do I pick it up? Why can't I pick it up? What do I? I just leave it here? <laughs> Pretty much. And the animal just go. It, sometimes it'll run away. But most of the time, it'll just like chill. 
What's that about? <laughs> Questions we all You're want to answer. You're in casino land. Where's this animal going to get food? Silver Legacy, where I get food, like whenever I'm in casino land. <laughs> uh, is that a deep cut? Or? No, it's, it's Silver Legacy is like the, the casino you go to in, in Reno when yeah. you're too cheap to go to anywhere else. It's like the Circus Circus of, of Las Vegas. So, or, of Reno, yes, it's a deep cut. Everyone else in the room? Look, no. any other Asians who went to Las Vegas either yeah. went to Silver Legacy or Circus Circus because it's like you could fit 19 family members in their yeah. dingy-ass hotel rooms and no one gives a shit. For so, if, what, you're, what you're saying is you're trapped in a robot. A blue hedgehog punches you out. A blue hedgehog punches you out and you're like, oh, no. you're, you're dripping in oil probably and you're yeah. like, where's Silver Legacy? Absolutely. That is my childhood to a T, Jacob. <laughs> Uh, Christy, you have one minute to make your rebuttal here. Uh, we are going to hear from you in three, two, and one. Um, so I, I would just like to say that, you know, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. <laughs> I played with things as a child, but now that I've grown up, I've put away childish things. <laughs> uh, so fuck Sonic the Hedgehog. Fuck making movies out of every goddamn piece of shit that came out in the 90s, and let's just keep making Star Trek forever. Um... <laughs> Because it's going to be great. I, I, I just uh, looked up a little bit on the, the internet for uh, some more Picard information. Um, I think uh, Jordy LaForge has signed on. I don't What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of pictures of him in there. I scanned it very quickly. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm just really excited. They're actually doing like four other projects, too, beside the Picard thing. There was also talk of, man, I don't remember his name, but he was an admiral and he was an Asian man. He might be a, a captain. Everyone wants Worf as a captain, all these series. Um, I don't want that. I, you, well, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Worf is the best. Klingons forever. Um, I don't know. It's a, man, I just I did it again. I got too excited about something. But if you're not a fan of Star Trek, this is the year to get into it. Nice. Okay, very quickly, in my limited Star Trek knowledge, I do know that there's an Asian character, something Kim, is that? Harry Kim from Voyager. Harry Kim Harry from Kim. Voyager, that's not him, though. Uh, oh, damn it, because I, I, for the conventions that we'll do, I'll often come, you know, cosplay like the rest of the group, uh, and I wore my Star Trek uniform, and somebody said to me straight up, oh, you're Harry Kim, and I went... No. What color? What color were you wearing? Blue. He was wearing blue. Oh, Harry Kim is no. a fucking engineer. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, the, the, you actually, need the mustard color. This was not at the uh, at a convention. This was on the Backstreet Boys cruise this year. Uh-huh. Uh, a gentleman who is now my friend on Facebook, calling you out, Alphonse. He came up to me and he's like, "You're Harry Kim," and I went, "No," and I walked away. I was pissed. He came over to me to apologize later, sure. but you know. I guess that you know, if you're Asian, you wear a Star Trek uniform. That's what you're going to get. But if if somebody is coming back, uh, that would be great. I don't know if it's going to be Kim, but let's hope that we do see some. some Weird that he in there. jumped to Harry Kim and not the much more famous Asian Star Trek character Sulu, yeah, who also wears gold, gold, or he was, was a helmsman. So a he wore, helmsman, yeah. He wore, uh, well, but in he original wore series, blue, though, I think in the original series. Because like the colors were all mixed they up. They changed the colors in, in original series. Yeah, because Kirk was gold, Kirk but was that's gold. operations. Engineering now. was engineering and security was red. Yeah, I think so. And the medical and science was blue. There we go. I think he's a science officer. But he was not. No, isn't he? Sulu, he was the helmsman. Yeah, for he'd those be, who didn't be, catch it, I definitely navigated around. Kind of like earlier, how Jordan didn't want to say dope ass bitches. I I didn't want to say yellow in regards to Sulu. I was just like, gold. Did, it was gold. <laughs> neither did I. Oh. <laughs> did you notice? You notice our frequent uses of the term mustard? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I mean, Excellent. it is mustard. All right. Uh, well, about it. 
for those who care about that, that was a discussion point. All right, yeah. Jacob, uh, we're going to be talking about oh, shit. Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, no, I got it. I got it. Who's yeah. very, very obviously blue. And yeah. we're going to hear from you, <laughs> sir, in three, two, and one. So Star Trek is great. There's many things that are really great about Star Trek, but there's one thing that Star Trek isn't, and it's accessible. Every time, yeah, it's not really, like, for new fans, it's really hard. Like, even starting from the new... Uh, the new movies with Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto, just diving in, it was kind of like you needed to have an understanding of how this universe works. But, like, wh- wh- how do all these plans... Like, all this backstory, all this lore, are Klingons good guys? Are Klingons bad guys? What's the deal with Vulcans? Even First Contact, which has the word first in the title, wasn't a good first thing to see. So, however, Sonic the Hedgehog... <laughs> completely accessible you could have never played one of the games in your life all you got to know is he's blue and he's fast as fuck and sometimes he's pointy like it's <laughs> depending on whether they need him to be pointy is it fur is it spikes we don't know so but you can you can dive right into any son of the hedgehog anything because it's the, the games are designed so efficiently he's just fast he's just it's just it's fast the lights are the are colors the robots are bad the animals are good everything's there's very little gray morality which is something that a lot of people like about Star Trek but it doesn't make it very easy to dive into and I think that is exactly why Son of the Hedgehog will make more money than any Star Trek things also I need to point out that I think it's unfair that she's doing the entire franchise and I'm doing one project just wanted to put that out there just wanted to put that out there voters in the audience I mean I also didn't bring any actual information so <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about that Watch, Even Steven, I I'm going to make Jacob really mad. Sometimes Sonic has guns. <gasps> that's Shadow. I know. I know. That's <laughs> I, that's I was like, no, there's a hedgehog with guns. Yeah. It's not. Oh. And it had to be the black hedgehog, which I think was very problematic. Oh, never mm. thought about that until now. I'm <laughs> just saying, mm. man. Uh, not a very successful game, that one, if I'm not mistaken. It no, not a great character either. People um, wanted to be in Smash Bros. and not Tails. I love Tails. I love Tails. She's great. Um, I would like to say that uh, Echo the Dolphin is amazing also. for the And Genesis. Nights into Dreams. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Echo the Dolphin is going to have a project based off of, or, based, or coming out soon. Yeah, Amanda Bynes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> damn it. You took my joke. <laughs> you son uh. of a bitch. All right. Uh, audience out there, you guys are obviously uh, just enthralled with everything you just heard. If you want to give this one to Cristiano and all things Star Trek, let's hear you. That's okay. That's fine. More Star Trek just for me. And if you want to give this to Jacob Rubin and Shadow the Hedgehog, let's hear you. No. Yay. <laughs> All right. Jacob, it looks like you're going to be moving on. Thank Jacob, you. you it's always be... fun debating Christy, though. This, <laughs> this is the first time it's happened, but it's fun. It's, <laughs> listen, we're friends. We're friends. Yeah. Nice. This yeah. is fun. And we threw, We both th- clearly know a lot about the other person's topic, yeah. which is dope. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, uh, Christy, is there anything you want to plug before you get out of here? Uh, the Mermaid Show will be returning February 20-something, uh, the fourth Saturday in February, and it's going to be at the Exit Theater Cafe at 8 p.m. Um, I also have a Patreon just for me. Uh, it's called The Cult of Christianity, and you should just huh. give me money. Get it? That's yeah. Music. <laughs> yeah. Uh, give me money so I can eat burritos and continue to do this. Sweet. Thank you. Jacob. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, both Jacob S. Rubin. Um, it's mostly just uh, photos from the ship and other shit that I do. I don't really have a lot of projects happening right now, but this has been fun. Uh, yeah, and I, I just work a lot, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, J- Twitter and Instagram. And, um, you know, if you want to give me a burrito, I'd like that, too. 
Nice. If, if you can finally give me a burrito. Burritos for everybody. Okay. find me first. Uh, that is going to be the end of the first round of Nerd Rage, the Great Debates Coming Attractions Tournament. Uh, if you want to check out any more of what we've uh, what we've done here on this podcast, head over to nerdragepodcast.com. Uh, but tune in next week when we finally get into uh, the rest of this. It'll be the semifinals. We will be doing Mike Manfred uh, and Cyberpunk 27, uh, 2077 against, oh boy, Jordan Ramped and the uh, yet-to-be-named Amanda Bynes Project uh, and Geneva Restorto talking about the Adams Family uh, comeback is going to be talking with Jacob Rubin about Sonic. All right, so uh, 90s are back, y'all. That's right. That's going to be it for us. You're a nerd rage. The great debates. <laughs>